Hello, Long Hook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Long Hook Thoughts Podcast, and here we are, uh, episode 40, uh, which is crazy to think that we are come this far because, you know, when I started this podcast and I started the social media brand of Long Hook Thoughts, or not, I don't even want to say brand because it's not that, not that big, but, um, you know, when I started everything, I didn't think it would get this far. And I realized, you know, after my first episode, when someone messaged me that they'll be playing this during prep in the mornings that I had to keep doing it. Uh, not only because I enjoy it and it's a way for me to relax and kind of get my thoughts out, but because it's so important, I think, to me that I add value to the people in this industry in some way, because there's so many different ways I've received value from cooks in this industry, whether it be, you know, getting through a rough shift because someone was able to inspire me through their words or actions, or, you know, helping me overcome self-doubt, or helping me achieve things that I could only dream of so far in life. And, you know, it's just been, it's been a great industry to have been a part of so far. And I'm really happy that I chose this industry. And yes, there are the days where you're tired and, you know, everything is just like, you know, stressful and rough. But then there's the days where you meet those people in the industry, the truly special people who lead you on your path to something more and make, make it very apparent that, the life you chose is worth living and worth going by. And so I wanted to start uh, this episode, uh, first off, by saying thank you to everyone. Uh, like I said, episode 40 is crazy to me. And, you know, if you've been, if you're just tuning into the podcast, like if this is your first episode or you've gone away for a little bit and come back, or if you've been listening since day one, uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, this isn't a podcast per se for everyone to listen to every episode. Uh, I didn't. I don't expect everyone to listen to every episode that I put out. Uh, the reason I get so many varied guests and get so many different discussions and do so many different topics for cooks is because I want it to be something where, if a cook needs a little bit of inspiration, or they need a piece of content, or they need a podcast to just listen to while prepping or going to work, they have a wide selection. Uh, now um, you have forty episodes to choose from where you can go in and you can, um, you know, just look at different topics and see different people that I've interviewed. And you now have a selection where you can go and just pick one and start listening. Uh, and like I said, I, I'm so honored by everyone who tunes in every week or every, every week, two times a week. You know, it's just, it's amazing to me that I have somewhat of a following. Uh, and for those people, I want to say thank you. But for everyone else who, you know, just comes in and, you know, goes out and comes in and goes out. Thank you to you too. Like I said, I really wanted to just create an archive of episodes where cooks can just go ahead and listen to them. And this isn't just for this year. I hope years down the road, people will come back to these episodes um, and in some way find value in them. And yeah, I mean, that's just, that was my mission. That's my goal. And so I wanted to do this because, well, I guess the topic for today I want to talk about is mentorship and how important mentors have been to me. Uh, you know, the more and more I think back on what's happened to me so far in terms of this in the small successes I've had and the opportunities I've received and everything else, um, it's always been about mentors and the people who've led me down my path and the people who have really shown me, you know, to be strong and to uh, keep going in this industry and to be focused on what I'm doing. And I really want to talk about why it's important to have a mentor today. And maybe if you don't realize who that mentor is, how to realize that you have a mentor someone who looks out for you. Um, because I feel like 
a mentor for a lot of people is someone who's wildly successful in whatever industry they're in. And it's someone that takes you under your, your, under your wing and you work with them very closely. And, you know, that could be, that is a mentor in some sense, but a mentor could be someone who you work for for two months or you have as a teacher for three weeks and they teach you something about yourself that no one else has ever taught you and that lasting carries with you throughout the rest of your life. And so I wanted to break down my mentors today in hopes that you all out there realize that mentors in your life are very important and that you should recognize who they are and you should thank them and that you should be ready to receive more mentorship in the future. Uh, always keep an open mind. Always be listening to the people in, um, in, your, in your life that are leading you and that are showing you the way. I, mean, I, th- I think it's so important, especially in the food industry, because this is an f- industry based on heritage and tradition and you know, who we are as chefs and cooks and everyone else. Like, it's just so important that we, we stay focused. We stay focused on, um, the people that help us, the people who let us grow, the people who let us continue our success in cooking. Uh, this is an industry that we all should feel so lucky to be a part of. It's something that not a lot of people in their life will get to experience the experience of every day going to work, serving others in a very direct way, you know, being able to put out food, a plate of food and immediately seeing the satisfaction or dissatisfaction on the guest face. I mean, that's something that's so important. That's something that's so, uh, for me, rewarding and gratifying in this industry. You know, automatic feedback from a guest. You know, there's no waiting. There's no submitting it and, you know, waiting for months for approval or for a yes or a no. Like you, you send it out and if the guest likes it, they'll let you know. And if they don't like it, they'll be sure to let you know. And that to me is why I love cooking. And you know, I I also love cooking because I get to have so many cool experiences. Uh, I've gotten to see so many different things uh, from a kid from Buffalo who really uh, did not know much about food at all. Uh, over the last four years or five years, um, life view has changed completely. And it's all because of cooking and cooking school and working in the industry and working in restaurants and you know, the person I was before getting into food uh, and the person I am now, I just value change. I mean, yeah, I did. Obviously, I was a teenager then and I'm a young adult now. But still, like, I know for a fact, looking back, that if I had not be- become a chef, I would not probably have turned out into a person that I'm proud of. Like, I'm very proud of who I am right now. And I don't know how I would have felt if I did not go into cooking because cooking has shaped me and molded me into someone who I who I hope is respectable and someone who I find, you know, immense pride being someone who I can look in the mirror and be like, you know, this is, you know, every day I go in and I serve people food. And I think that's so honorable. And so I never would have gotten even that if I hadn't had the right mentors. Um, So yeah, I just want to talk on this episode about mentorship. I want to talk about uh, why it's important that people in your life can affect you know, what you think in life. And I also wanted to just to talk about what to do when you face those negative people in the kitchen, uh, why it's important to let negativity deflect off you and why it's important though, to take some of their feedback. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure who said it. It's, but one of the favorite things I was ever said is that the reason why, um, negative, the most negative criticism can hurt you is because it's a, it's something that you've been thinking about a lot uh, in terms of like, if someone, like for me, for example, a lot of people 
told me in the beginning of my podcast, and it's something I'm working on, um, that when I interview, I rushed to the next question too quick. And I remember that would bother me more than anything else in the world because I knew it was true. Um, but in hopes to get everything out of a guest, I wanted to keep going instead of letting the conversation flow naturally. That's an example. And so I think, you know, we have to look at negative criticism in different ways. Um, but I also think that there are a lot of people in, in this industry and the points of being stressed or sad or angry with themselves or with the way the service or the industry is going that they take it out on you. And I think that's so not okay, especially when they're leading you. And I think that's a big thing is when you're leading people, when you're leading a band of cooks, you have to, no matter what, keep a level ground. And it's something I'm learning is something that I'm pushing towards. And when you keep a level ground, when you keep a level mind, uh, you truly become a great leader. And I think that's what the big difference is for a lot of great chefs and a lot of mediocre chefs. And it's something that I try to work on every day. And so I wanted to get into that. Um, but yeah, I mean... Like I said, thank you so much. Like, I, I, I can't explain to y'all how happy I am that we're on episode 40. Uh, it really is something special. And it's something that I am cherishing right now. And it's something that I can't believe. And yeah, I mean, we're we're just moving along with these episodes and we're we're growing this. Um, but before we get into the podcast, though, I did want to say that I did create a Patreon. Uh, if you go on Patreon, it's Line Cook Thoughts. Uh, it's just something that if you want to support me in some way, um, you know, I'd always want to get new microphones or I always wanted to, um, maybe start a YouTube channel. Like I just, there's certain things I want to do. Um, and it's not, it's not necessarily, I don't know if I've had people ask me how they can support me. And so I've created a Patreon. If you feel like you want to support me in a monetary way, uh, it's out there. Um, links in my bio on Instagram. Uh, if you can't find it, let me know. But yeah, I mean, if you don't know what Patreon is, uh, you're able to just give, however much money you want. Um, and I'm not really sure what I'm going to offer yet on Patreon. Uh, I really would like to get into having uh, personal... I, I thought about doing personal calls with people, but I already kind of do that for free, and I don't want to make that something that's charged. Uh, so I don't want to hide anything behind uh, paid like content. Um, you know, I, I really... I, I, just, I just put it out there if anyone wants to support me, but there's not going to be any... like different thing you get because I don't think it's fair. I know that we as cooks, um, we don't have that much money, uh, or, and it's an industry that's known for that. And so I really don't want to make my content, um, monetized. So that being said, that's what's out there. But like I said, thank you all so much. And if you do end up supporting me, thank you so much. But even by listening, even by sharing a post on Instagram, even by liking, commenting, following, talking to your friends about Link Thoughts, it just great, creates such a great atmosphere. And I'm forever proud of what we're doing right now. And you don't know how much you all mean to me. And yeah, it just, it means a ton. So without further ado, let's get into the episode about mentorship. And like I said, just thank you so much. Episode 40. I'm pumped. Let's go. All right, so I want to get into mentorship. And for those of you who know me, you know that I went to a vocational school. Uh, and a big, as someone who is so important to me in life, uh, someone who is just, is so like meaningful. His name's Robert Eiley. Uh, and I've talked about him before, but I wanted to talk about him again. Um, so I went to culinary school and, or vocational school in high school. I went in the 11th and 12th grade. I went for half a day each year, uh, which a lot of uh, students do in high school. 
and I did cooking. And, you know, at the time uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was doing my schedule. I came home and my mom was like, where's BOCES, which was the vocational school name. And I was like, I don't I, I wasn't planning on going. Um, and she was like, no, you have to go. So I really thank my mom and dad for pushing me into BOCES because first off, if I don't, they're going to kill me. But shout out to them for doing that. Um, they're really the reason why I got to meet Robert Eiley. And so I, I, I want to start out with uh, your parents. Like, obviously, your parents are can be important to you. Uh, and I think that when you're <laughs> – I think I should take more advice sometimes from them because usually their advice is solid. Uh, so – and the advice for me going to vocational school ended up uh, for me getting into a career that I love. So I just wanted to thank them really quick. Now, getting into the vocational school, um, I met Robert Eiley there when I was in the 11th uh, grade in high school. And he was someone who, like, I can't describe, like, how, how like, he, he put so much energy and effort into my dreams. Um, he put so much care and just focus and he just gave me the ability to see life in a different way and just to pursue things that I never thought I could. Um, you know, I grew up in a low-income family, um, never really got to go on vacation. I mean, we had everything we needed, but that's it, like nothing more. Um, never really, like, thought I'd go to a great school unless I got a massive scholarship. Um you know, just like, I, I didn't really think I was going to be as, I didn't think it would turn out as good as it did, uh, let's just say. Um, and then in high school, along came Mr. Eiley, and he kind of taught me that I can achieve what I want. It's just going to take more sacrifice and work and dedication than others do. So um, so for starters, I want to talk about him. Uh, in high school, I remember my first day in vocational school, I was sitting up front in the class, and he was talking to me about cooking and whatnot, and I remember he, him saying, this isn't easy. This isn't something that you can just go in and eat some food and have some fun and leave. Like, this is going to be something that challenges you and makes you work hard and makes you work harder than you ever, like, thought you could before. And I remember, like, thinking when I was at Wendy's that three-hour shifts were long. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I have to work three hours today. Like, you don't want, do you know how insane that is? Like, I used to think a three-hour shift was long. Uh, like, come on now. Like, we're working like 12 hour shifts now. Anyway, um, but I remember like hearing that and being like, all right, so like a nine, 10 hour day is like crazy in my eyes. Um, but he was saying how, like, you know, you have to really love this because you're going to have these long days. And a lot of what he said then set me up for what I'm doing now. Um, so after that, we got into more of like the cooking aspect of it. And with him, like, yeah, I learned a lot about cooking, a lot about fundamentals, about knife cuts and whatnot. But what I learned more about him is, having the care and the self-respect to put out good food and to not like put food out that's crappy. Um, and to just like take it seriously and whatever you do in life, just take seriously and give it your all. I mean, why not? Like what else, what, like what's the reason for not giving it your all with whatever you're doing? It was kind of his mentality. And so I remember like halfway through junior year, we started to create this bond and, he helped me get into this uh, leadership organization, Skills USA, which was a big thing for me. I became a state officer for my school, which back then was like huge for me. You know, it was amazing. I got to go to Kansas City and go on these trips and meet all these different people and make some friends that I still talk to today. It was just a great developmental point in my life. 
Um, he also got me in this competition that a lot of you know called Pro Start. Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, basically, his teachings in vocational school was that I can do what I want. I just have to put the work in. And I remember him telling me about the Culinary Institute of America and me being like, that's cool. How much is it? And him being like, well, it's like 38000 a year. I remember thinking, I'm never going to get there. Uh, I'm never going to uh, go to that school. Uh, there was a local school in Niagara Falls in Buffalo area um, that had a really solid culinary program. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to go there. And then I'll be a cook in Buffalo. And one day, hopefully, I'll own my own restaurant when I'm like 35. And that's it. And, you know, that that, that mentality, when I look back, scares me. Like, who, like that wasn't like... That, for me now, I mean, that's... That's just, I don't know. It's not acceptable. Um, there's so much more to do. Like, you know, anyway, you grow up, you learn. But um, but he was like, no, you can go here. And I was like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, I, I can't afford this school. And he's like, okay, but there's scholarships and there's federal aid. And I, I remember him, like, every every week in my senior year, he would email me a new scholarship. Um, and every week he would be reaching out and asking other people about, like, you know, how is there any scholarship that my student can get? I remember him uh, putting me up in front of the board of, uh, like, a, a teacher's association and asking for scholarships. And I, 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 he invested so much time into me. And not only with that, like, we would go on these trips with these leadership organizations that would be three to four days away from work, um, going away for the school to do all these leadership functions. And it would just be me and him traveling or me and him and a couple students traveling, and we'd go on these functions and we'd like just do all these cool things together and I mean like yes like it's cool for him too but like it takes a lot to take like away weekends like that and dedicate a whole week to just going to a conference in Kansas City and just these certain things that like it takes a special person to just dedicate that much time into one person and he dedicated so much time into me building me up and trying to make me successful and just giving me the best foundation he could give me so I could get out of the situation I was in, in terms of like wanting to be at the CIA. And so he gave me the ability to go there. He like, without him, I would not have gone there. I probably wouldn't have been doing this. Like he gave me what I needed to do to get to that next step in my career and in life in general. And he just spent so much time and energy and effort on me, like on just building what I was and building who I was going to become and just in class just you know not going easy on me like being hard like being honest like it wasn't like mean but he was just honest and when things could taste better you know he would be like like this could taste better and just like there's so many different things and like for competitions pushing me to practice and be my best in competitions and um like just like so many different things and like I can't put it all into words and I know like how I feel about it will never truly be projected into a podcast because I just don't know how to get that out but like I have so much gratitude so much um just thankfulness for him in my life because he pushed me and he gave me the opportunity to just be who I could be he got me to the CIA he got me to the best cooking school in the world he got me to a place that I would have only dreamed of um and it was all like if I if it wasn't for him to motivate me like I wouldn't have gotten there like he pushed me every single day like fill out scholarships fill out federal aid 
go to visit the CIA, like all these different things. And he just like, so I guess what I learned from him is that if you want something, you just have to put the work in. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, you have to put the work in. You have to work hard. You have to push yourself. You have to, like, you can't blame others. It's not about that. Like, it's about you just putting the work in. And sometimes life is unfair and sometimes things don't go your way. But if you put the work in, something will happen. So, like, if you're, I always think now, like, if you're going, for, if I'm going for a goal, maybe I don't achieve the goal that I set out to do, but I achieved something else. And, it's all through hard work. Like there's not like no, I don't really think anything bad can happen through working for like doing your best at work and working hard. And so like what Robert Eiley told me, sh- taught me, showed me was like just to be honest with yourself. Don't kid yourself. Don't like don't fool yourself. Don't drug yourself. Just put the work in. Work hard and be passionate and just just be who you want to be in the world. Um, and so like that's what he taught me, and I was just. It was, it's, there are lessons that are so invaluable, lessons that I will carry throughout the rest of my life. And it's just something for me that I just, every day I'm just so thankful for. And so instilling that work ethic in me, instilling um, the passion, like in class, I remember there was the pro star competition. I remember I showed up on the weekend to practice and no one else did. And it was just me practicing like certain things that he, he instilled in me that like other people, like other students didn't pick up on. Um, and I remember getting, and I remember like, I remember one day I was in class practicing for a team effort and no one else had shown up. And I remember being so angry and so like, like, why is no one else here? Like, why does no one else care like I do about this? Like, this is going, like, it was for a scholarship with a lot of money. And he was like, like, not everyone's going to try as hard as you in life, like you, like, and, but you can't sink to that level. You have to just keep going. You have to just keep trying. And so like that really stuck with me. Um, and I would also be like, before we get off of this subject, I want to shout out uh, my teacher's aide in that class, Miss Sosie. She taught me the value <laughs> of washing dishes. Um, she taught me the value of cleaning dishes and making sure you had to clean uh, your own, uh, let's say, anything you've used in the kitchen. Um, I remember I used to hate doing dishes. And in this class, she would always be on me about doing dishes and doing dishes. And even when I see her today, she talks about me doing dishes. And what she really taught me is that, like, it's not just about the cooking. It's about everything else, about the cleaning up. It's the process. You have to love the process. And she really, you know, ingrained in me that you have to finish the process as a whole. You can't just cook and, you know, throw stuff in pans and, you know, make everything dirty and then just leave it. Like, you have to clean. You have to really focus on doing the dishes. And it was like pulling teeth with me, but she was able to actually get that instilled in me. So thank you, Ms. Sosi, before I move on any further. Um, yeah. So, I mean, through that, through, and this is, this story, I guess, of mentorship is, is going to be like a map or like a journey because everything leads into each other. So through Mr. Eiley, I did this competition. Uh, it was the Buffalo Iron Chef competition. Basically it was, you know, you you know what Iron Chef is. Uh, It was basically three chefs from the area and three students from the area, uh, would get paired and we would do like this, uh, this like Iron Chef competition. And I remember uh, Eile, uh gave me the opportunity to go with the chef, Cody. Um, and so I was like, okay. And I was nervous, obviously, but so but I wanted to do this. So I got paired with this chef, this guy named Cody. Um, and I told right away he was very passionate about food. He was very passionate about the competition. And so we went ahead and we did the competition. And, you know, like 
give credit to Cody uh, a lot because, like, you know, me back then, I was just some stumbling uh, culinary student in high school with not a lot of experience. And Cody was someone who had a lot of experience, and he was able to cook uh, delicious food. And I remember our secret ingredient was prawns. Um, and I, I can't remember what we did with it. Um, the only thing I really remember we did was, like, uh, was it, like stuffed. I think we did, like, a stuff, planned stuff French toast or something for the dessert. I don't know. But um, we actually ended up winning the competition. And we actually ended up, like, like we won. Like, we did it. And I was like, wow, okay. And, like, he was so happy, like, that we won. And he was so passionate about the food and everything else with it. And he was so, like, just nice to me and so, like, encouraging to me. And was like, hey, like, if you ever, like, went, because I, this is nearing my, um, my, like, this is my senior year of high school. He was like, if you want a, like, job in a kitchen, like, just let me know. I know you might be going to college, but even for the summer, I can uh, get something together for you. And I was like, yeah, like, that would be so cool. And, you know, we connected on Facebook and whatnot. And um, this was, I think, in February. So, I wouldn't be getting a job until June. And literally every like week we would talk. He would like it wasn't like I was reaching out to him. He would reach out to me and be like, Hey Ray, how you doing? And he'd just be like he would just message me and message me and like just like keep up with me and like he saw something in me that I didn't see. And he would just like kept like asking me like what's up, how's it going? And through that we kept connecting and talking. And then when I finally graduated high school, he was like, Hey, I have a job have a job uh for you opening um if you want to accept it it's you know because i know you're going to culinary school but it's for the summer it's in this hotel in downtown buffalo called it's a restaurant called Altera. so we went ahead and i i you know applied and i got the job and i would drive i just got my license and i would drive 30 minutes to work every day and 30 minutes back um and it was great i mean and so like just the thought of someone reaching out to a high schooler, uh, a kid who they saw passionate about the industry, just, you know, keeping up with them, like over a couple months, like just keeping up with them and keeping the conversation going and just letting it, you know, just being like, Hey, like, how's it going? Whatnot? Like, don't forget about that job I offered you. And like, you know, don't forget about that. So like this, the thought that someone who's so busy as him was able to just keep time for me and to keep, asking me like, Hey, how are you doing? And like, you know, don't forget about that job. It truly meant a lot to me. And he was able to give me my, give me my first professional kitchen job. And from him, I learned a lot. And from maybe other people that worked there, I'd learned what not to do. But that first job was so important for me because it prepared me for culinary school. It was my first job ever in a kitchen. I worked three months this summer before my, uh, my, um, semester at college in culinary school. And it was, it was such an important, uh, time for me. It was so important those three months because I learned how kitchen ran. I learned about the kitchen culture and I learned that it's hard work and you have to stay late and you have to clean up and you have to do this and that. And like, it was fun. I, I generally look back and uh, with great fondness on it. And it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like gourmet food. It was just really good food, um, Italian style food. And, um, Cody, I remember, uh, one of my favorite days working, he actually taught me how to make carbonara, um, which was, you know, um, amazing, amazing lesson. It was just, it's one of those times where I ate a piece, a dish and I was just like, wow, like, this is like truly special. And, um, through that, I watched Cody, uh, go on to, um, open his own restaurant or help open a restaurant in Hamburg. And, you know, Cody is taking me on my first foraging trip for ramps. Uh, he has showed me how to pickle different vegetables. He's had me over his house multiple times to cook and, um, eat and just, uh, you know, 
chat. We, we went out to eat multiple times. Uh, he introduced me to one of my favorite restaurants in Buffalo Sea Bar. Like, there's so many different things he he instilled in me. So, like, one of my favorite restaurants. Um, a love for foraging. Uh, you know, just the ability to cook with the seasons and understanding why it's important to have uh, a pulse on seasonal cooking. Uh, really introducing me into cookbooks and why cookbooks are important. Uh, getting me many different cookbooks and always just being gratuitous with uh, giving me literature on cooking and you know introducing me to the book Culinary Artistry by Andrew Dornberg and Karen Page. Uh, just like different like and then introducing me to the Flavor Bible, one of the most important books I've used in my cooking uh, so far. And like, like without him, I wouldn't have gotten all that. And then he is the one who connected me to Ross, who you all know, because he's been on a podcast. So like, it's all come, it all comes full circle. And this is another mentor who connected me to another mentor. Like this, the connections are crazy. And looking back and like seeing how everything unfolded, like everything just connects, everything just keeps going in this perfect, like connecting line. And you know, like, I just think that's so special. And so, like, Cody, what he, like, really taught me, though, was that you need to love it uh, to the point where it's, like, like, you just need to love it because so many things will happen. You'll get belt, you'll get dealt bad hands, and you'll just, like, like, things will go wrong, but, like, you need to love it in the sense that food is what drives you, um, you know, it's just like, it's just who he is as a person. Like food truly drives him. He loves what he's doing. Um, and you can tell he's happy and he's passionate about everything. And it's just, I, I just love, like he, he's out in Seattle now. He started his own catering company uh, and he does cooking lessons and he's just really built this life for himself that it's, it's admirable for me to watch him and see him be happy and do what he loves. And I don't, he's just someone I look up to a lot and we don't really get to chat that much anymore because we're both so busy, but you know, I still wish him the best of luck. And like, he is someone who I still look up to um, every time I see a post on Instagram or I see what he's working on. And so, you know, just for me, it's just it, I have a lot of respect for him. And he's someone who's meant a ton to me. And like I said, he's someone who connects me with Ross, who, if you've been listening, you know, is someone who has been integral to who I am as a cook and as a person. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so he was a chef that I worked for before going to culinary school. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So there's so many people in culinary school um, that I that mentored me. I mean, starting out with my fundamentals teacher, uh, Dominic Cerrone, uh, someone who was so integral to me as like uh, show, and showing me that uh, there's finesse in cooking and that there's a, a lot of um, respect to heritage and your craft and what you do as a cook and as a chef. And like he was just someone who like like blew me away with just how. Um, how uh how ingrained he was in kitchen culture and how he was able to teach and lead and show me that uh cooking like i said is so important it's just so uh great to be a part of this industry and he was someone who really showed me that being a part of an industry that is so um 
so well liked by so many people and it's so well uh, i guess ingrained in our culture and our society like we have a lot of responsibility in that and you know really just like getting down to the roots that fundamentally you have to be good you have to care you have to show care in the small things in the small details like cleaning up your station and your knife cuts and everything that you work on as a cook and as a chef daily like you have to care about the repetition you have to fall in love with the repetition and i mean he was like he was legendary he was um he was someone who worked at Le Bernadette. Like he, like he, he is one of those chefs who maybe not everyone will know, but he had probably a much larger impact on the industry than we'll ever give him credit for through leading the next generation of chefs. And he's someone who I look up to even to this day. Uh, one of my uh, favorite times in class, you know, uh, he where when he he did lectures and he would just tell us stories and he would just tell us like how it used to be and like he would just give us these great lectures and you know he was someone who was kind of strict but he was also very like he could be also very funny and he could also be charming and he was someone who was just very uh, he was just a good teacher and he was a good mentor in the sense that he got me going into cooking school and he gave me what I needed um, to be in cooking school uh, but yeah it's just been um it, it was just a really uh, great. Uh, time in cooking school, especially to be taught by him and to be shown what it means to be a cook. And there's so many people in school. Um, you know, I just had on Dwayne Brown. Uh, he's someone who got me into starting to think about the food industry as a business and starting to think about, yeah, it's important that maybe I um, start thinking about like the business aspects of running a restaurant. Because at the end of the day, to be successful, you have to have what we, what he would always tell me is business acumen. You know, being able to understand um, not only that you have to cook good food, but you have to be able to market it and sell it and present it in a way that the guests will keep coming back time and time again. And so understanding that the food industry is a business and it's something that is so um it's just, it's just so much more than putting a plate of food up in the window. And, you know, this goes back to our podcast of just being a cook. And, you know, he showed me that, like, it takes time and it takes dedication. And you're not going to learn it all in your first couple of years in the industry. Uh, really instilling in me that I should, in some way, figure out some sort of business uh, learning. Uh, like, learn learning how to run a business in a very successful way. You know, something that uh, I think is just so important um, and for me and for him and just, like, Without him, like there's so many things I did post graduation that I wouldn't have done. He he really um walked me through uh getting into a more business mindset for the restaurants and the kitchen and whatnot, and uh, just really understanding that you need to be savvy in the restaurant industry because a lot of people uh, could take advantage of your skills, and you need to be able to understand that it's not like I said, just about putting up food. You need to be able to understand that you know yeah you have to have, run a food cost and you have to um, run labor costs and you have all these different variables into what makes you a successful restaurateur. And, uh, we don't, I look up to people like Kwame Onawashi and Danny Meyer and people like that who just have built these brands or these legacies and, uh, David Chang, like all these people who have just like, they just keep building that Dominique Crenn, like they just keep building these restaurant empires or like they keep building their legacy. And it's not all just cooking. Like they have some sort of business sense and what Dwayne did is he really pulled that out of me and he really got me interested into the behind the scenes things, like the things that you don't, a lot of, a lot of cooks don't think about like business and success and uh, how we're able to um, focus not only on our passion, but put it, focus on it in a way that is business minded so that we don't have to struggle as cooks or that I don't have to struggle in terms financially. I've struggled my whole life in terms of like 
uh, like worrying about like money and like having to work uh, 30 hours a week in college and not getting to go or never going to a party. Um, really just, you know, and I, I had the days off. I had those good days, but a lot of times I was working and a lot of times I was, I needed to pay my bills and just understanding that life cannot, doesn't need to always be that. Like, yes, there's always going to be bills to pay, but you don't have to always, if you work hard at what you want, like you won't have to worry. Like you, you can get out of that situation, I guess is what Dwayne told me. And like, getting me out of that mentality that I'm just a cook. He was someone who really inspired me and got me going him with another uh, mentor, Evan Letterman. Uh, Those two really just got me thinking that like, you know, I had this skill that I found at the Colonies of America of being on student government um, and being able to talk and interact with people and get people excited about things and push things forward, starting a community garden, like all these different things. And I was able to do this and I really enjoyed talking to people. I really enjoyed uh, sitting in on, uh, uh, meetings with uh, the like the president or the provost of the school and all these different uh, faculty members and getting to be a voice for students. Like there's so many different things that I enjoyed at the school that involved being a leader or at least uh, talking to people and organizing events and organizing things that get done. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the most organized person and I do things I think in a very different way than most people. Um, but I think that, that approach is what makes me uh, enjoy what I do. So it really is... Um, it really was because of them that I got into like this business mindset of like understanding that it just isn't food. Uh, it, it's so much more, and there's and it, it's a good thing. And I think that a lot of cooks uh, look at like looking at business as like something is almost selling out, but it's not. Like it's just another thing you can be passionate about mastering. Like what 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 is wrong with mastering business and cooking? Like what is wrong about mastering the art of running a successful restaurant and the art of cooking a beautiful plate of food? I mean that's what you are all striving for. But then we get into like talking about business and maybe taking a job that's a little bit more business oriented. Um, and then we talk about like people having passion in the food industry. And like I feel like whenever we talk about fashion, passion, uh, we always talk about food in general, like the creation of beautiful food. And like the more passionate you are, the more beautiful your plates are and the more stars you might get. But what if someone is passionate about selling food? What if someone's passionate about marketing food, about writing about food, about, uh, you know, just getting um, – just like getting involved in a more business type sense of food. What if someone's passionate about selling the same product over and over again, but they get passionate about selling that product because they truly believe in it. Like there's so many different ways to become passionate. And I think in our, uh, in our culture, in our kitchen culture, we get so stuck up in, uh, if someone isn't doing the Michelin track or if someone isn't doing the fine dining track that they're not passionate and they're just selling out. And I think that's so far from the truth. And I think it's what a lot of people go through. And I think like, you know, if you're going into something and you're passionate about it and you care about it and you try hard and you go into work every hour, like if, if, if you're doing something and you're there 14 hours a day and you're staying the extra hours, like, like you're not there just to get money. Like you're there because you care and you want to do better and you want to succeed and you want to work harder. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at is that <laughs> Dwayne and Evan gave me that ability. Uh, another person who was very integral to me uh, was uh, someone else who I had on the podcast, Kathleen Regat. Uh, she's someone who uh, taught me about kindness and organization in life and organization in self and being self-fulfilled and being able to um, enjoy things outside of the kitchen and making sure I had a healthy lifestyle out of the kitchen and making sure that I had everything ordered for me and that personally and mentally I was aware of who I was and that I was able to um, just be who I wanted to be in life and just be uh, able to look at myself in the mirror and be happy with what I saw. And I think that was such a big uh, lesson to me, something that was so important to me, um, you know, to be able to just 
realize that and understand that and just be happy with who I am and also just be happy with the lifestyle that I'm leading and the lifestyle I've chose. Uh, I think it's very important. Uh, the lesson she talks about uh, in the podcast interview we did about uh, Mason Plus outside of the kitchen and being very thoughtful and being very organized and just being uh, able to organize your life in a better way uh, than maybe you have been and just being able to organize everything that you're doing in life to be better off uh, for you in the future. So, I mean, she was a mentor for me immensely. Uh, I remember going to her office uh, a couple times uh, a week asking for advice on how should I approach talking to the faculty about a certain thing, how should I approach, uh, you know, just uh, proposing a student community garden. Like there's so many things that uh, I was able to ask her, you know, how do I look at like after college? Um, I mean, there's so many different things uh, that she was able to teach me and she was able to be there for me and she was able to, for there to, to be there to support me. Um, and I, I just think that was great. Uh, I have worked as a peer mentor in school and I had RJ Panessi as my boss and, you know, everyone at the academic advising wing at the CIA was uh, always like mentoring me uh, on how to find jobs. Like RJ would, uh, I, even after college, I would I would email him asking him if he knew anywhere to look uh, for work, and he would send me back um, job postings. And he didn't have to; I'd graduated, but he took the time and he did that. I mean, there's like he was able to show me uh, the value in listening to my peers and my colleagues and understanding what they're going through and understanding what they're thinking. Uh, so as a peer mentor, I was someone who was there as a senior student to advise. Uh, the students who are just coming to the school and just like uh, thinking about um, like how like how they might feel and having the empathy to understand what they're going through because I went through it not like only a couple years ago and understanding that we needed to uh, that, that I needed to, that I had a responsibility to give back in some way and help in some way so I mean going through all of that and like RJ gave me that opportunity so that was great uh, he was someone who really just showed me that empathizing with students and giving out empathy is something that's very important and should be very integral in your development as a person. Um, one of the chefs that stood out to me the most uh, was Anita Eisenhower at the CIA. Uh, so she taught history of Asia's and I had her for three weeks. And it was one of the most important uh, classes I had ever taken at my time at school or in any schooling. Uh, she pushed me every day, uh, pushed our class every day. And I remember uh, that most of the class uh, was very, uh, they weren't very fond of it because they got pushed to their limits and she knew how to push you to be your best. And for a lot of people that isn't what they look for in terms of like, you know, like, I don't know how to say it. It's very difficult sometimes to be pushed in that way. Um, and it wasn't for everyone. And I don't, and I empathize for people who didn't enjoy that class, but I really did. She pushed me to be my best in a way that like, she would like, I remember one time I messed up and me and my uh, my friend Rebecca Cho, we were partners in that class, we messed up and she brought us over and she, I remember her saying to us, like, as good as you are, you will always make mistakes. Um, you will always end up messing up somehow. That's how this industry is. And you just have to pick yourself up and keep going. And you just have to be humble through it all. And she really taught me humility. She taught me respect. She taught me how to be, uh, to get away from the, the kitchen uh, idea that you had to be some cocky chef because up until then I was starting out, I was learning not to be like that a lot but um, she was the one who kind of put the nail in the coffin and was just like this isn't how you have to be you have to be stoic you have to be able to uh, be calm and be present and be in control and organized and I remember like she would do things like, like we weren't allowed to say hey guys and I, this is something I work on still to this day and every time I say guys like it always pops in my head because she instilled it into me so much so like 
for example, like we would, um, you know, we would say, be like, Hey guys, what's up? And like, like, it's something that people say all the time, men, female, we're always like, Hey guys, like, Hey, how's it going? In her class, we weren't allowed to say, Hey guys, we had to say team because you know, it was more than guys in the class. It's something so, so small that like everyone says, but she held the standard that we had to say team and just building this team mentality and like this idea that we're all a group of people working together in the food industry. Um, I just think that was so cool. And I thought it was something that she stood by her values and, you know, just the idea of saying, Hey team or my team. And like, just like, I mean, I still carry it with me today. And yes, there's sometimes I've said it on the podcast, like, Hey, you know, you guys are like, whatever, but she's always in my head whenever I say it. Um, But more so she taught me that, it's important to be humble and it's important to honor the past of cooking and it's important to honor other cultures of cooking and it's important to honor uh, the foundations of which cooking has come from. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so, like I said, there's so many mentors. You all know who Ross is. I met Ross through Cody. Cody told me there was a chef coming back from uh, Spain uh, and, or coming back from overseas or whatnot. Um, or he went overseas and he's he was coming back to the area to open a restaurant or work in a restaurant. You should reach out to him and you all obviously know who he is. We did a, a two hour interview, um, which you can find. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the list goes on. There's so many mentors in school that like I can name, and they know they've had a big impact on me. And I hope that they if they listen to this, like it's like so many teachers, so many chefs in school. Just every chef I had, every teacher I had taught me something, and um. Yeah, I mean, like, but, like, mentorship is so key to cooking, and I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, if you see, like, look, just look at what I've laid out for you. So I met, so my parents got me into vocational school, which got me to meeting Eileen, which got me to the best cooking school in the world, which got me also to meeting Cody, who got me my first restaurant job, who led me to uh, meeting Ross, who led me to working at the James Beard House with him and learning fine dining, everything I wanted to do with that, um which helped inspire the line cook thoughts. Like the list goes on. Like uh, he got me to go out. Uh, he got me interested in staging, which took me out to Chicago where I failed at two stages back to back, which left me in a cafe uh, at drinking a $5 uh, cappuccino, wondering what I was going to do with my life. And then I saw a video for uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, which led me to creating line cook thoughts. I mean, the list goes on of connections and how everything kind of came to be, but in that list of everything of chance meetings and events and, Uh, Just, you know, everything I've been through, there's always been someone who's led me to that next step. There's always someone in my life who's leading me to that next step. Um, And I think now, and I'm wondering what next step there is. Um, But those are mentors. Those are people who uh, guide you in this industry. And you don't, like, I mean, I've had a lot and I'm going to have many more. A lot of people might only have one or two. Um, Some might not even realize they have any. Uh, but I just want to talk about that. Like mentorship is so key to progressing in this industry. Um, and it's not in like a, like, you know, you have to kiss up to people to like get them to like, you No, it's that mentors open doors that you don't see mentors open up opportunities that you don't know exist. Uh, they're just, it's just another way of thinking. And I think it's so important to allow yourself, um, to kind of be guided, like stay your path, but also allow a little deviation allow a little advice in from the people who have more experience from you and who have done this game and they've played this game and they, they've they ran the race and they know uh, what to expect and what to look out for and what's good and what's bad because they're just offering you a free resource. They've done this. They've already done what you're doing. They've worked in this industry and they've seen failures and successes through themselves and through others and they're just giving you the advice you need. 
And so, I mean, that's, that's it. Like, I can't explain anymore. Like mentorship is so important, I think, in the industry. And we're built on a hierarchy of uh, what Escoffia laid out. And uh, we still hold that true today. And I'm, But it's more than that. Like chefs nowadays, I feel a lot of chefs are very much mentors outside of the kitchen, you know, checking up on their cooks and asking how everyone's doing and just like different things that like you, you wouldn't have probably expected uh, to happen if you got in this industry. And if you're like me, you're shocked at how how much life has changed for you due to the actions or the persistence of a couple of people. And so with before leaving the, uh, the subject of mentorship, I just wanted to say this. I wanted to first say thank you to everyone in my life who's mentored me or given me advice in some way that has led to a positive outcome and even a negative outcome because you've taught me what not to do, but mostly to the people who've given me these positive pieces of advice. People who have been honest with me and you know told me like many different things. You know, I had a mentor uh, even on student government, Matt Ivins. Um, he was someone who was so honest with me all the time. He was someone who looked out for me. Uh, he was someone who uh, just wanted the best for me. Matt was someone who we would like go out to eat. I would go out to eat with, and even then, in those conversations, he would be honest with me. I remember uh, when I first started student government. There's so many things I wanted to say, and there were certain ways I wanted to act. And I just remember him like just being so uh, so honest. I mean, like you can't. Like, you, 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 there's a certain way of doing things, and he taught me that. Like, there's always room for diplomacy and there's always room to be professional and be courteous and to listen. And he really taught me that like, you just have to like empathize with people and you have to understand people in order to get your message across because no matter how hard you pound it at them, they're not going to get it unless they understand it on their level. So thank you, Matt, for teaching me that. I mean, like there's so many people that are going to come to mind that, um, that I'm thankful for, but at the end of the day, mentors are needed in our industry especially now more than ever with mental health issues and everything else going on, don't be afraid to open up to someone, whether it be a chef or an experienced coworker and just, uh, just let, let mentors guide you in some way. Uh, like I said, stay your path, but be open to being guided a little bit. It's important. It's, uh, how we succeed and it's how we grow as people and it's how we grow as an industry. All right. So before we end the episode, I just wanted to, um, talk really briefly on, taking negative feedback and taking positive feedback and kind of how it plays into mentors and whatnot. So there's going to be a lot of people in the culinary industry who give you negative feedback that is not productive. Um, and I just want to start out by saying that you have to realize what, what truly is you. Uh, the beautiful thing about this industry is that you get a lot of great stories. You get a lot of great examples. You get a lot of great guidance from a lot of different people, cooks, people who are uh, in the industry a lot longer than you have or have seen a lot more than you have, have failed a lot more than you have, have been more successful than you. Uh, you get everything. You get It's a mixed bag, really. Um, but what you have to realize is that no matter what, you need to stay true to who you are. And you're going to get advice and you're going to hear things that might be good or might be great, great advice for some people, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's great advice for you. Uh, and you might feel pressured because you look up to that person to take that advice. But at the end of the day, I just like, please just stay true to what you believe in. And on top of that, if you look up to someone, know that they're human. And why I'm saying this is because someday they're going to have a bad day. And, you know, especially if you rely on that person a lot, they're going to tear you down sometime. Uh, you know, maybe not everyone will, but if you are really close with a mentor, uh, one day they'll have a bad day in the last shower and they don't mean it. Um, but don't let one bad day predicate the rest of your relationship with that person. Don't let it predicate how you look at yourself and don't let it determine the person you're going to become. 
realize that whoever your mentor is, that they're human too. They have feelings. They have ups and downs in life, just like we all do. And we just have to be a little bit more uh, aware that um, the people that lead us, that guide us, uh, they too have faults or flaws, faults, flaws. They have everything. Um, and yeah, we just have to be really human about it and really understanding about it. Uh, but also at the same time, if a mentor or someone whose experience is giving you advice and is telling you how you can be better, take it and be humble and be able to accept uh, advice and accept what it is that they're saying. I mean, it's very, um, it's an industry with a lot of pride, a lot of ego, and it can be a very self-fulfilling industry, but it can also be a very selfish industry that we work in. And it's, I think it's very important to be able to be humble and take the advice of others. And I think it's even more humbling to take the advice of people who maybe are below you or people you lead, people you manage, to be able to take their advice and to be able to empathize with them and understand where they're coming from. Because even if you're leading a group, maybe you're a sous chef, you're a chef, there's still people under you who have been there a lot longer than you or have more experience from somewhere else or just have a different viewpoint that can offer you something positive, something to benefit you, how you run the restaurant in a whole. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I know a lot of you have been asking um, who my mentors are and a lot of you have been asking, like, you know, what uh, like what do I look for in a mentor? And look for someone who's going to be honest with you. Uh, that's my last bit of advice for mentorship. Look for someone who's going to be honest with you, who's going to push you. And if you feel comfortable and if you feel that um, – that every time you're with that person, that they're that you've succeeded, that you've won, then maybe they're not the best person for you. A good mentor should be, should be someone who pushes you, someone who pushes you to be your best. My, most days with some of my greatest mentors were uncomfortable in the sense that I knew that I wasn't achieving as much as I could, and I had to push myself to achieve so much more. And that each day I had something to work on, and I wasn't complacent, and I wasn't relaxing. And um, that that type of mindset, that type of mentality, has kept me uh, strong throughout what else I want to do in the rest of my life so far. And so I think the biggest thing is whenever you're being mentored by someone, make sure you feel a little bit of uncomfortable uncomfortability. Make sure you feel that you are being pushed, that you're being you know tested, strained. Like you should feel that you have succeeded at something whenever you're with them working or what what have you. Uh, but that's my biggest piece of advice. Have someone who's going to push you, but then have someone who's going to care for you and have someone who's going to, you know, devote what's needed to be there for you. And if you don't have someone like that, just recognize that who that person is that is mentoring you the most, someone you look up to the most. Maybe it's maybe it's someone who, you know, isn't in the industry, but it's someone who you agree with in terms of life values and you're learning from them. Whatever it is, just make sure you recognize who those people are and stay closer to them because it's so important, I found to get advice from the people that mean a lot to you and to let all the outside negativity and all maybe the outside advice that from people who don't really know you, you have to stop that from getting in, uh, especially in this industry, because, you know, this industry sometimes cannot be the most glamorous and, and you get all that negativity and negative feedback and all that. It's just, it's very hard. Uh, so that's my little bit on mentorship. That's my little bit on how to choose the right mentor. I hope this has helped you all. And yeah, let me know uh, what your thoughts are on uh, mentorship and what makes a good mentor in the food industry. All right, this is the last part of the show. Uh, this is where I share line cook thoughts from on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I love this part because I get to just share uh, what everyone's thinking. And I, it really just helps me um, kind of reflect on some of the thoughts that have been shared within the week. So this one is from at pizza is yummy 88. And they say, I love the food industry for the people that understand me. Don't get me wrong. I love food, making people smile, and the instant gratification factor that cooking is. But I love the family. Brotherly, sisterly, love you get with the industry. Seeing people get off about food inspires me. Cooks who can't stop smiling and absorbing everything around them inspires me. 
front of house falling in love with food when they didn't originally have any desire. God only hopes they're being taught by the people who care and know what's up. That's also what kills me about the industry. If you don't love it, if it's just a paycheck, there are plenty of other just paycheck jobs out in the world. Please excuse yourself. No one's going to judge you. We're all replaceable. Those of us that love this down to our core will understand your lack of passion and judgment-free, no big deal. There is that crew of people who truly love this career like there is nothing else, and we'd love to continue with ourselves. I was a little mixed on this at first, because when I first read it, I was like, wow, this is very elitist in cooking. But then I understand their viewpoint, is that uh, you know, th- this person's right. Like, if you, like, you need to be passionate about this industry, because A, if you're not, it's going to negatively impact your mental health, and B, it's just going to negatively impact your life. And on top of that, like this goes back to being a men- like being a mentor, like finding those people who um, are teaching you the right way and know what's good in the kitchen and know what the right way is to act in a kitchen. Like it's so important. Um, it's so important to be passionate about this job, but it's more important to find the people that are going to teach you correctly. And I think that's the biggest challenge that a lot of young c- cooks face, such as myself, is being able to find those right people. Um, and I've been fortunate to have been blessed all the way up until today with. Uh, the best teachers that I could find uh, in terms of my path in life. And I just really hope that everyone else finds theirs. And just thank you so much for sharing this because I agree with the quote. And I was really happy reading it and um, maybe reading it a couple times, trying to figure out my own, uh, my own feelings on it. This one's at, from at Chef Yep. And they say, having dabbled in and out of different jobs in the food industry, I've changed careers slightly. I currently teach food technology at secondary school. I love spreading my passion of food to students and enjoy hearing from their parents how much they love the food that I taught their child to cook. No child should leave school unprepared for the real world, and teaching children to cook gives my job a real sense of value. I agree totally. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast. Why is cooking not a like, not? Why is it not a uh, a class in school? Why do our our generation of children coming up not know how to cook? Why it wasn't I taught how to cook um, until my high school years? It's annoying. Um, and I really, uh, I really look up to teachers of cooking um, in all forms, whether it's online or in a classroom, because it's so important. It's so integral to what uh, connects us as humans, food. And uh, I think without the teaching, without the people who dedicate their careers, teaching others instead of maybe following a career path in fine dining, I just think it's so admirable. I think that I have so much respect for people like that. And it just really um, makes me happy to see uh, teachers reaching out and uh, – yeah, just, you know, giving them, giving themselves the opportunity to teach others their passion. All right, this last quote is from at Emerson Frisbee, and they say, in 2015, I got sober. I was given the opportunity to begin my life again. The culinary arts gave me a creative outlet and a purpose. My cooking demonstrates how food saves my life. I don't pursue any accolades beyond the smiles of those I am honored to feed. This is a message that I've heard a couple times. Um, you know, we deal with a lot of substance abuse and whatnot in the industry, and, you know, I've, this is unfortunately like a story, fortunately and unfortunately. I hate to think that a lot of cooks are struggling with this, but it is the reality. Um, but to hear when people get sober and have that new outlook on cooking and what it means to them and how passionate, passionate they get and how this person doesn't pursue accolades but just wants to have people smile from the food he makes. I just think that uh, it's so important. I think it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thought. It's such a beautiful way of looking at life. And um, such a beautiful way of looking at our industry. And so, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to share it because it it made me feel great. Um, it made me feel like, you know, as bad as things may get for me, like there's always something going on with someone else and you never know. So you have to be strong for the cooks uh, in this industry. So thank you so much at Emerson Frisbee. I'm glad that you got sober. It truly is a great uh, story to have 
told and read on Instagram. And this is why I love this page to share these moments, these stories, these uh, recollections of people uh, that I never would have known without doing it. So just thank you so much. And um, as always, you know, just uh, follow us on like thoughts at Instagram. Uh, feel free to send in your thoughts if you haven't and you're new to the Instagram or the podcast. You just send in your thoughts to me at DM it on Instagram with a picture of food, maybe what you want to see change in the industry. And I will post it. I've gotten a couple messages of when uh, when will I get posted from some people. And as soon as you're up, I do it uh, chronologically. And I've gotten a good amount of uh, thoughts to be shared. Um especially as the page gets bigger. So uh, that's a little bit of my worry is hoping that I'm able to get everyone in in a timely manner. Uh, but like I said, thank you all so much for tuning in. It truly means a ton. And uh, I will see you on the next Lank of Thoughts podcast.